And we are live. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. We made it through another week. We did. It's always good when we make it through a week. Yes. I had a rough week, so I'm, I'm happy to be with you today. Yeah, I, and we're face-to-face. We are, yeah. Socially distant, but yes. together. Yes. Yeah. Um, today's episode, uh, so my sister is on record here at the podcast of not being a fan of Tom Cruise. So I thought it would be apropos to maybe do an episode where we talk about our favorite Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like a perfect sister relationship. This one's for you, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I am not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but I thought some of my favorite movies are actually Tom Cruise movies. I... I enjoy a Tom Cruise movie. Now, do I want to have him to dinner? I don't know. No, but you don't. No, you don't. As to your sister, um, I probably don't want to have Adam and Eve to dinner either. <laughs> so, um, that was the New Year's episode, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who's new to listening to us, please go back and listen to the New Year's Eve episode in which my sister tells us who she wants to invite to her New Year's Eve party. There might have been a conflict of interest in a couple of our guests. <laughs> yes, it was um, radical at best, I think. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, and and there's one Tom Cruise movie in particular that I wa- I've watched a couple dozen times. I oh, love it that much. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you start and tell so, us what it is? Well, I'm going to save that one for last. Oh, okay. Because these are gotta, ranked. Oh, the, I oh. Know, I haven't done a ranking in a long time, but oh. I thought, you know what? It's We're we're mid, mid-year mid <laughs> now. You're going to rank them. Okay. But, well, I figured it's movies. Movies deserve to be ranked. So these are ranked. Mine are not. Of course. <laughs> I'll tell you, actually, I have a friend of mine that I went to college with who recently started listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And he he's Team Lori when it comes to not ranking things. That's what he told me in his text message. Is that uh, I, I'm with Lori on not ranking things. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if it had been 30 years ago, I think he would have ranked things. Because back then, I feel like he was very rank and file. Uh-huh. Um, but now he's much more loosey-goosey in life. And so... That's what um, I, So I'm loosey-goosey? <laughs> well, when it comes to ranking things, yes. in general, no, you're not. You're not Because on a daily basis, I'm asked to rank things. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You might be. I... No. <laughs> well, when it comes to this podcast, you're very loosey-goosey. I am. Yeah. It's all about Um, the quality. (laughs) I will start with my number five. And my number five, I actually just watched with Olivia a few weeks ago. And that's A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Pollack. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore. I mean, it's just a huge cast. It's a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. I, um, I really like that movie. I did not put it in my five. Yeah. No, I like that one. It's a, it's a, I believe Aaron Sorkin wrote mm-hmm. the screenplay. So the screenplay is really well done. And uh, the acting is pretty good. There, there is one scene that I don't like Tom's acting in particular in. Um, and it's the scene where he and Kevin Bacon's character, they're sitting in a bar discussing the case and trying to kind of make a deal 
and Kevin Bacon insults Tom Cruise's character and Tom Cruise has no no way to reply to it and so he opts to just become a three-year-old and basically screams at Kevin Bacon oh yeah well you're a lousy ball player okay but it was the delivery of the line that I was like oh oh Tom Tom that's that was not a good read and all I can think is that they did like 10 takes of that scene and that was the best he could come up with. But this was earlier in his career. This was in the 1990s. And so I think he hadn't honed in on his reactions to things. And so mm-hmm. the way he quoted that line was literally the best he could have done. I think he's right. gotten better at that in future movies. But that, that, that scene was so bad. It takes me out of the movie when I see it because it's so overdone. But the rest of the movie is fabulous. You're laughing at me because I'm analyzing a scene. You, you, <laughs> you are analyzing. You are looking at it. You know the year. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope I have the titles correct. <laughs> Lori did a apparently a complete deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ah. No, that is, that is a great movie. Mm-hmm. And if it's on, I will stop and watch it and... I mean, it's the movie quote, the line, what is it? You can't handle the truth. Yes, that everybody says. Yeah, you got to love it when Jack is chewing the scenery. I do enjoy Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy him. Well, I think I probably picked, I probably picked a lot of the ones that are probably more mainstream. Okay. and, And there were a lot as I was going through the list of Tom Cruise movies that I was like, Oh, gosh, I remember sitting through that one. <laughs> barely making it, you yeah. know. And yeah. let's start with The Firm. Oh, okay. John Grisham book. Yep. Great book. Great book. Great movie, I thought. And I had read the book prior, too. And I th- I just thought it was just really good. It was... That had Gene Hackman in it, too. Uh-huh. I, I love, love Gene, Gene Hackman. Hackman. Yeah, <laughs> love Gene Hackman. So, um, yeah, he's an attorney. Um, there's underhanded stuff. There, It's his first job. He's, you know, he's green. And it's just, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, John Grisham writes great books. And it was a pretty faithful adaptation, mm-hmm. from what I recall, yeah. um, of the book. Well, and it was right that, it was during that time, which you know the year I don't, and you know all the actors in it, and I don't. It's from nineteen. I just know that I liked it. And... It actually was his, the movie he made right after A Few Good Men. Okay. Yeah. And he, but it was right when, in John Grisham heyday, where it was oh, like yeah. every book he turned out mm-hmm. and became a movie, yeah. because it was... The Firm, and then it, the Matthew McConaughey movie mm-hmm. with Sandra Bullock that was a John Grisham. Yeah. That had Samuel L. Jackson in yeah, it. Yeah, and then didn't Denzel Washington do yes. uh, one of his books? With Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was during that period. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just thought The Firm was smart. I thought it was, you know, it was interesting and big law firms and yeah and it's fun to see gene hackman play a bad guy yes that one i mean this is going to turn into a gene hackman spiel now but what i love about gene hackman is that even when he's playing a good guy 
He just has that kind of essence of being a bad guy. I watched right. Hoosiers um, last week. I love Hoosiers. I love Hoosiers. Love Hoosiers. And even as the coach, you know, you're rooting for him in this small town team and everything, but he still had this aura of, okay, you're kind of a jerk, but I love you anyway. You know, and, and he's not a jerk to his students necessarily, but... Yeah, he's just cranky and ornery, and he does that for all of his right. movies, even when he's the good guy. But don't you want one of those leather? Yes, you know, where he carried uh-huh. the the, <laughs> the place uh, for the, the game. place for the game, and yeah. he would just pop that uh-huh. and pop it on his leg <laughs> and raise it up in the air. Every time I watch that movie, I'm like, I want one of those. I don't know what I'd put in it, but I just would like to have one. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, the firm is is great, and Gene Hackman is great in it, and Tom Cruise is good in it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think it's it's a good one. Who played his wife in that though? Because I did not feel like they were a good pairing. His wife was played by I can picture her, so I'm going to look up her Jean Triplehorn. I never got the sense that they were husband and wife. He, I felt like she was a lot more mature than he he was, mm-hmm. and so he came off to me as being significantly younger than her. It was a very weird dynamic. I don't know, right? I don't know how old Gene Triplehorn is in real life, but I know I didn't um, like that pairing. No, and I don't know. I can't recall who Gene Triplehorn is. I feel that probably her name held her back. <laughs> well, she. Was recently in that Mrs. America uh, miniseries. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. I didn't watch it either, Um, but she was in that. And then she's also been in Criminal Minds. She was in Big Love, that show with Bill Paxton that was Mm -hmm. on like 10, 15 years ago. She was in that. Um, But yeah, Jean Triplehorn. She's still around. She's still acting. Okay. She's got... Triplehorn. She's on a a TV show coming up called The Gilded Age. She's going to be in that. I'm just shocked by her keeping that as her stage name. It's memorable. You don't think Triple Horn is memorable? It is, but I didn't remember. Would Trihorn have been better? Of course, yes. <laughs> Triceratops, I would have remembered. <laughs> Trihorn. Triceratops. Nice. All right, so we got a few good men and we got the firm. My next one came out when I was in college. Let's see if we match. And I can remember I took psychology in college. And the professor wanted the whole class to go see this movie so that we could talk about it. And that was Rain Man. We have a match. We have a match. Love Dustin Hoffman. I mean... Tom Cruise. That's what we're talking about. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we keep bringing up his co-stars yeah. as opposed to him? I mean, himself? I enjoy Tom Cruise, but I think that you know it is. It's the ensemble that right. he works with. It's everybody that he's with. But yeah, that that was a great movie, and what mm-hmm. a great movie to have to watch for a class yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I think that I think when it came out, I saw it three times because I saw it on my own, mm-hmm. and then I had to go see it to be able to speak about it in my psychology class. And then I think after we had all the discussion about it Mm -hmm. and diving into some of the themes, I think we as a class went to go see it again now with these new ideas in our head to see if we could see, you know, what she was talking about. Right. So I I have analyzed that movie to death. But Donald, uh, Donald, Dustin Hoffman is amazing. He's so good. He is he yeah he is perfectly on point. 
with the whole yeah yeah just everything about but even just the dynamic of the brothers and the family history and someone with a disability or a difference whichever team you're on for that word um and how you've handled that and it's yeah well and tom cruise was good in this one because he started off as this really bombastic kind of gross slimy younger Mm -hmm. brother and ends the movie a completely changed man. Absolutely. And I think they were only on the road for like a week in that movie or a weekend. Like it wasn't the... It wasn't long. That long huh? But because of having to be with his brother 24-7 during that time, that his life was completely changed. Who was the girl? There was a girl in that. It yes. was not old Triple Horn. I know that. It was not Triple Horn. <laughs> it was a, 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 a... I'm using the wrong mouse here. I just love that you have... Two mice. Yeah, well, I've got two computers set up here. I, well. Two separate computers. It's a lot of technology, people. <laughs> I'm uh, sweating. Rain Man. <laughs> Here's Rain Man. I can picture her. Uh, Valeria Galino. Hmm. I, I don't know what she's Her name might have held her back a little bit, too. I don't know. Um, well, she's Italian, so that's, you know, that's her her name. Uh, looks like she is still acting, but primarily in Italy. Okay. She has done some American stuff, but a lot of her credits are in Italian. So I think she was not able to parlay her American roles into an American career. Yeah, but I do think that's, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, when Tom's not the action hero, I think he is probably, I gravitate more towards that than the action jobs. I see. That's where we Even differ. though looking at my list, <laughs> that would that. be different. Well, I was going to say, I actually don't care for him in his dramatic roles. I prefer him as an action guy, as the my remaining choices will reflect. Yeah, I know. I can only imagine what your remaining choices are. And (laughs) all right, so we had a match on Rain Man. We did. So I've done two. You've gotten how many are across? Now I've done two. Okay. All right. Did I start? I started. Right. You started. Mm -hmm. All right. So then, uh, my number. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. (laughs) It's Friday, and (laughs) here we are. I I gotta wake myself up here. All right. My number three is Minority Report. Okay. Is that on your list? That is no. not on my list. Have you seen that one, though? I have seen that one. Okay. I love Minority Report. Now, why do you think I don't like Minority Report? <laughs> because it's kind of a science fiction, dystopian, yes. futuristic. You can just stop right there. <laughs> yes. And that's why I yes like and it. Yes, I know. Well, that's what, as I looked through the list of Tom Cruise movies, and I thought, well, Jane's probably going to pick that one. <laughs> Jane's probably going to pick that one. And, yeah, so you go ahead. You can love Minority Report. I do. That's fine. I'm glad. It's a, it's a really... Love it enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay. Um, but that one came out in 2002. And in that movie, it's set in the future. It's a really dystopian kind of future. And he works as a cop. And they arrest people before they commit the crime. So they have these people who are precogs who can 
predict the crime that's going to take place. Mm -hmm. And so then Tom Cruise and his police team will go out and arrest that person because the intent to do the murder. Well, one day his name drops down as being a criminal. And so he goes on the run because he's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not killing anybody. And he is being chased by the cops as he's trying to figure out why is, why are the precogs saying that I'm going to kill somebody? It's just, it's such a well done movie. And there's some gross scenes in there, which just give me the heebie jeebies because he has to have eye surgery. And I remember that. Yeah. That whole scene is just disgusting. Yeah. But it's such a well told movie and it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Mm -hmm. I like Steven Spielberg in general. I do too. Yeah. We might have to do one about Steven Spielberg movies. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that in a couple of months. Okay. Um, it's based on a short story by Philip K. Dick, who, of course, was the person who was responsible for Blade Runner. Oh, no. Oh, another one of my favorites. <laughs> um, yeah, he was responsible for the short story that Blade Runner was then based Didn't on. Didn't Tina Turner do a song for that movie? No, she did one for Mad Max Beyond Mad Max. Okay, there we go. <laughs> the wrong dystopian movie. But correct <laughs> genre. <laughs> Um, but I just, I, I love Minority Report. It's got Colin Farrell in it. He's the cop that's chasing mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. It's got Samantha Morton, who's playing one of the precogs who does the, the psychic forecast. Is Triple Horn in this one? No. Oh, okay. No. Just checking. He, his wife is dead in this one, in this movie. Okay. And he is still lamenting her passing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have seen this movie, but I just... You it's know, not one you'd watch it is, again. It's no secret that I am not a big futuristic yeah. sci-fi person. So, All right. Well, can I guess what your next I movie know, might be? I know. I'm just... You I know what? I have two in my head that I'm like, I bet you Lori's going to say one the, of those. I am in the shallow end of the Tom Cruise pool. Okay. Well, what's your next pick then? I am going to go with my next one is going to be one that most people love is t- Top Gun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feeling the need for speed. I I enjoyed that movie. Little Meg Ryan in it. Little Goose mm-hmm. and Maverick and Iceman. Iceman. Mm-hmm. Ice Are you going to go see the new one that's coming out? Absolutely, I will. <laughs> but I, you know, it was just, it was such a different movie. I mean, volleyball has never been played like it was in that movie. (laughs) Don't get me started. Okay. So for those of you, I have a podcast recommendation and I, Lori, you have, I know you don't listen to podcasts. You don't even listen to our podcast, but I need you to listen to this episode. There's a podcast called Rewatchables and it's where these guys listen to, uh, they watch movies that are rewatchable. The Tom Cruise rewatchable episode I have not laughed so hard at a podcast as I did listening to them talk about the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's slow motion. I mean, everything about it, like after you get away from it, you're like, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. But there's a part of you that when you see a volleyball net, you, (laughs) you think... Why can't I be looking at what I saw on the movie screen right then? Um, But I enjoyed the whole, the flight scene, but I really enjoyed, who was in, Tom Skerritt? Yes. Love him. Mm -hmm. 
And I enjoyed that relationship and that kind of overcoming and the underdog. And, yeah. you know, he has everything going for him, but he really doesn't have the pedigree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. though his dad was somebody great, but he was kind of shamed. And so I just kind of like that underdog coming over and, yeah. <laughs> Look at you pontificating about I know. Top, top Gun. Levi's and a um <laughs> and a white t-shirt. Yeah, that's all you need. Thank you God. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> well, I can remember watching that when I was in high school and all of my high school friends were all a flutter over Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer and how yeah. how good looking they were. And he was he was good looking although I can't get past. Back then, Tom Cruise had what I call chiclet teeth, and he, they and they were off centered, and they were off centered. Yeah, they kind of overlapped a little bit, and they were a little and they bit were a little over to the side, little, and yeah. it it drove me crazy. I know that's it, all I see when I see Tom Cruise on screen, especially think, in Top Gun. Yeah, I think that us sitting here with all of our beauty. <laughs> <laughs> we should really talk I'm about very judgy somebody that was probably one of the what sexiest men alive or I something. Know. I shouldn't talk because I had braces when I was a teenager and I had a gap in my teeth back then. Mm-hmm. And now as I'm getting older, my teeth are starting to move again, and that gap is coming back. You don't wear your retainer. I haven't worn a retainer since high school. Okay, gosh. No, but I am thinking about getting... Get Invisalign. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about getting that for my upper teeth, and then I'll just get them back. Because it's starting to be distracting now. Yeah. This guy, and it's giving me a little bit of your, a list. Your parents will love it. My, <laughs> mother, my mother loved it when I had to go get Invisalign because I didn't wear my retainers, and yeah. I had to pay for it myself. Yeah. She thought that was fantastic. Well, that's what I've told my kids. If you don't take care of your teeth and they fall out of your head, you're paying me back for the braces. Oh. Because... <laughs> Why should I have paid for that nonsense if you're not going to take care of your teeth? But that's a, that's another podcast entirely. Yeah. The ways to get DSS to show up at your house. Is that what it is? Uh, no. Top top five money wasters. Okay. That's what that is. That's what that episode is. Okay. All right. All right. So I've done three. You've done three. Was Top Gun one that you thought I was going to have Heck, on my list? Uh, no. It oh, was good. Not. No. Good. And I don't have cocktail on my list. So oh, there, James. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. That movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my fourth one is, uh, so I like the Mission Impossible movies. Ding, ding, ding. I like them a lot. But I, I do, too. But I specifically picked out Rogue Nation. Is that... I just what I love about Rogue Nation is there's a scene where they have they're in this giant tank and they're spinning around trying to grab the yellow tags. Yeah. And they only have is a certain like amount of time. Is that like the third one? It might have been the th- or the fifth. I know Fallout was, it was the, the one last that was one. just Okay, so it's I know Fallout was the last one. No, there was a Mission Impossible 3 and then there was Ghost Protocol. And then Rogue Nation came out in 2015. Okay, so you were right, five. Yeah. And then, like I said, the Fallout came out a couple years ago. I really liked Fallout, too. But mm-hmm. Rogue Nation, if I'm going to watch a Mission Impossible movie, that's the one I'm going to I know watch. exactly the one that you're mm-hmm. talking about because I just watched it recently. I enjoyed all the Mission Impossibles. I do love that kind of action genre yeah. and... They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. I mean, I love a high-speed chase. I mean, I will watch, I guess it's my filler for waiting on 
James Bond movies because mm. I love James Bond. Yeah. So. Yeah, that new James Bond should come out soon, eventually. Usually they come around Thanksgiving. Is that when they come out? Mm-hmm. Because that's usually, <laughs> that's how my family celebrates. <laughs> Is that going to see a if James Bond a, movie? If there's a James Bond movie, guess where we are? That's funny. At the theater. All right, so you said you have a match, but you didn't select which Mission Impossible. You just wrote down Mission Impossible. I just wrote down Mission Impossible movies because mm-hmm. I just enjoy them. Yeah. Any of those. I'll take any of those. Yeah, I love love the Mission Impossible movies. I in fact bought the box set, and and I, part of me wishes I did wait until he because he's he's not young. At some point, he's gonna have to stop making these kinds of movies, and so I should have waited until all of the Mission Impossible's were done, and then gotten that box set of like ten. But I saw the box set of the five, and I wanted Rogue Nation. And mm-hmm. I liked Ghost Protocol well enough that I was like, you know, what? I'm getting it just because I like it. And then with Fallout coming out, I was like, I really should have waited because now I'm going to have to buy the rest of them as one-offs, which is fine. I'll still buy them, but I like box sex. Box sex? <laughs> I like box sex. I'm going to cut that. Cut. Don't cut it. <laughs> I like box sets. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Okay, so we had a match. We have a match again. All right. So number five for you. Number five for me. This is the movie that I have watched a few dozen times, at least. Every time it's on TV, I stop and finish it. I love this movie. It's in my top ten of all time. Edge of Tomorrow. Otherwise known as Live, Die, Repeat, because that's what the box cover looks like on the DVD. But it just came out a couple years ago. It co-stars Emily Blunt, and it's another one of these kind of dystopian future things where aliens have come down and are attacking, and somehow he gets infected with the blood of one of the creatures and lives the same day over and over and over and is trying to figure out how to win the battle against these aliens. Emily Blunt is this super soldier who he joins up with to try and make the day a success so that they can defeat the, the creature. I love that movie. Does it have issues? Yes, it does. But by golly, I love watching that movie. It never gets old. I know you'll be surprised. Not on my list. Oh. <laughs> you had hoped. I was I was about to be surprised. No, because I, when I tell you mine, you're going to go, ugh. Let me guess, is it Vanilla Sky or Magnolia? No, it is not. Oh, good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> good. And I've seen both of those. Vanilla Sky. <laughs> I I don't know if it... it I think that whole issue is it's Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick movie. Yes. That that's yeah. that's why because I, I don't like his movies. Well, it's kind of like Stanley is like Woody Allen, where you just sit there the whole movie going, "What?" Now, I Woody Allen, not a huge fan, but I do like Take the Money and Run. I do. I love Purple Rose of Cairo. Mm-hmm. Love that movie, and then he. Oh, shoot. I can't remember the name of it now. There was another Woody Allen movie that I love. I'm not, I don't like his other movies. Annie Hall is fine, but Purple Rose of Cairo. I love Purple Rose of Cairo. What was the one, the Paris one that just came out? Midnight in Paris? Mm hmm. With Owen Wilson? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was good. Mm hmm. 
But but Stanley Kubrick, I don't like any of his movies. I hate that's and cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for mm-hmm. me. But I did see that movie, but I did not. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, what's your your last one then? Jerry Maguire. Of course, I should have known it was Jerry Maguire. Yep. And not Vanilla Sky or Magnolia. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. He was good in that one. I think that's just a fun movie to watch. Yeah. I think it's the dynamics and between all the characters and everybody. Yeah, he and Renee Zellweger were were a good match together in that one. They were a good match. I like his manifesto, Mm -hmm. that whole idea. I like that he kind of gets his, you know, gets taken down a few pegs and has to figure out what's really important and right. what's not important. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, that has a really good cast, too. It's got mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr., Kelly Preston, Jerry O'Connell, Jay Moore. What's yeah. Jay Moore been up to lately? I used to love his comedy. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt. Bon- I love Bonnie Hunt. As the sister, she was great. Yeah, Regina King is mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, that's a great, a great cast. And a great movie. Great cast, great movie. It's one that if it's on, I'll watch it just because I just, it's yeah. fun. And I think the reason why that one is so good is that it was done by the same guy who did Almost Famous. So from a script perspective, it's solid writing. Right. What's his name? He's Cameron ma- Crowe. Yes, he's married to the girl from Heart. Oh, really? Ann Wilson? The blonde. I think, I think that's Ann. I don't remember. The Wilson sisters. I don't remember. I don't even remember the other sister's name. Anne and something Wilson. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, sister. <laughs> yeah, that's why I left it at heart. You're the one throwing out <laughs> names. I was trying to just keep it cool. You know, let me just say Cameron Crowe, also responsible for Vanilla Sky. Well, uh, shame on him. <laughs> shame on him. But... Yeah, that was I. I enjoy Jerry Maguire, and mine are in no particular order because, quite frankly, I'd probably watch Mission Impossible before I'd watch any of these. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy that dynamic on Mission Impossible of the teams and yes. the characters on that team mm-hmm. and everything. So, I never think I enjoy a Tom Cruise movie, but he is not the be all end all. Right. Well, he has a lot of movies coming out. So he's got the Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. He's got the Edge of Tomorrow sequel. How they're going to do a sequel, I have no idea. It better not suck. I'll be really upset. That's how much I love Edge of Tomorrow. If they mess it up, I'll be really mad. You're so angry. And then he's got another Mission Impossible coming uh-huh. out. And then there's two others listed here on IMDb. There's one called Luna Park. Which to me sounds like a cartoon, but he didn't do cartoons. And then there's an untitled SpaceX project. So Tom Cruise in space. Well, so two out of those I'll see. <laughs> You'll see Top Gun and Mission Impossible 7. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. I might do Luna Park depending on what it is. It's well, probably Woody. Let's look, <laughs> let's look and see who. All right. So Doug Lyman is the director. Doug Lyman. He did Edge of Tomorrow. Oh. So, and he also did, he also was involved with Born Identity and Swingers, which is a movie that I love. So he, Swingers is a great movie. I love Swingers. So Doug Lyman has a good history of making movies I like. It looks like a group of renegade space workers venture to the moon to steal an energy source. 
So I'm thinking you're not going to go see that. So two out of those that we got coming up, I'll be watching. But then what's the, so what's the SpaceX project? Is he making, oh, that's the same thing. So they've got two listings. So Luna Park is the SpaceX project. So they're the same thing. Okay. Oh, mystery solved. Good job, Jane. (laughs) Thanks. I'm a sleuth. You are. You're like Nancy Drew. All right, so he has made, he surprisingly has only made 50 movies, which I would have thought he'd make a lot more. No, but I think all of his are so, I mean, especially like the action movies, I don't think you can just make those on top of one another. I think you've got to take some time in between because if they don't make money, they lose a lot of money. Right. Well, I guess you think about it, Top Gun, I mean, he's been acting since the mid 80s. Mm hmm. So he's only been acting for 35 years. So 50 is actually a lot. It's more than one a year. Right. And I thought about putting um, The Outsiders. Oh, yeah. Stay gold, pony boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people might have had Risky Business. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of his... Yeah, that's what made him famous. Right. For sure. And he was in Taps. He had a very small scene Mm -hmm. in Timothy Hutton's Taps back in the... The 80s. Yeah, that was a great movie. All the Right Moves. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The wrestling. Wasn't that wrestling or football? It was wrestling. Yeah. Endless Love. That was his first role. Endless Love? He played the dude's best friend. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Would you like me to sing the theme song from Endless Please. Love? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, we just missed I know. out. I know. I'm singing it in my head and I'm doing an amazing job. <laughs> but yeah, Risky Business is definitely the one that put him on the map. Mm-hmm. And then he just went on from there and ended up getting some great co-actors co- uh, like Color of Money. He was with Paul Newman. Right. Which is amazing. I almost picked that one, but it's it would not. I think of that as a Paul Newman, not a Tom Cruise. Yeah. I did like Far and Away, that movie that he made with Nicole Kidman where they were traveling across um, the country to grab land. Right. It's a long movie. It's something like three hours long. Yeah, I was going to say, that was like a mini series. But I, I still like that one. Interview with a Vampire that he did with Brad Pitt. Eyes Wide Shut. Blech. Eyes Wide Shut was horrible, yes. too. Uh, we already mentioned Magnolia and Vanilla Sky. But I know a lot of people like Vanilla Sky. I don't know why. I, yeah, if I had to pick one of those, I'd probably say Magnolia out of all those. I do give special mention to The Last Samurai. I actually own that on DVD. Of course you do. Um, I, I did like that one. That was from 2003. And then Collateral. I can't believe I didn't even think about Collateral. Have you? That one came out in like 2004, I think. And that one is where I'll read the description. Um, I think but I've yeah, seen that, that I've only one. seen that one a couple times, but it is a good movie. But it's a cab driver finds himself the hostage right. of a contract killer as he makes yeah. his round from hit to hit. Because he has night. gray hair in that one. Yeah. Yeah, he does, does have gray hair. And that's him and Jamie Foxx and Jada Pinkett Smith, Mark Ruffalo, Peter Berg. It's a great I love cast. Mark Ruffalo. I may have to see if that's available on streaming and watch that one again. Because I do remember really liking Collateral. Yeah. Yeah. So he's made some, he's made some good movies. Right. He's done he kno- a good job. He knows how to pick hits. Right. Now he's, he's never won. Well, that's, he can pick good movies. Yeah, I just I don't know about him, but he does seem to um, do some good movies. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so 
All right. Well, that's our list from two people who kind of like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pick somebody, uh, somebody else. So yeah, I think Steven Spielberg could be fun to do. Tom Hanks would be fun to do because Tom Hanks has made some amazing. That'd be hard to pick just five. Julia Roberts. We could do Julia Roberts we movies. Could. We got all kinds of people we could do. Yeah. I mean, I think Tom Cruise has done just kind of a wide assortment of movies, though. So. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do in the future like a movie-themed month where every Friday we talk about movies. Okay. And analyze, like I said, Spielberg movies or Tom Hanks or whatever. And we'll just... You'll analyze and I'll just sit here and go... <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to find us online, we're at friday5podcast.com. There you can find all of our social media accounts. You can email us at thegirls at friday5podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Find where you can rate and review us. Leave us a, a... Oh, you know what? I had said that I was going to read one of our reviews that we've gotten. Yes. Do so, I need a tissue or anything <laughs> before you read this? Well, it's only two sentences long. Oh, okay. So it's not like a, a poem. That's, if somebody wants to write a poem and submit that as their it, review, that it, would be Two sentences can amazing. be a lot if it, it's... It can. So this one is from September. Okay. And it's from... Actually, it's October. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. It's mid-October of 2019. Okay. So we were still brand new at that point. Yes. And this person very Not graciously the seasoned said, podcasters we are now. <laughs> we're super professional yes. now. But it's L.M. Rath left this review. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm assuming she... In fact, I, I know she's she because I, I know who this is. But oh. she said, I love this podcast. I've listened to all the episodes so far and they were all they are always entertaining. My husband and I each ask each other our top five when we're finished listening. Oh. So look, we're like marriage. We are like counseling. Yeah, marriage we're like counselors. helping couples talk to each other again. Bridging gaps. Bridging gaps. Bringing people together. Well, on that note, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend, Jane. Thank you, you too. And we'll see you here next week. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.